This is Unclaimed Bands, episode 23. Hey music lovers, it's Amanda Mayhem and Sean from Unclaimed Bands with another great interview for you. Today we sit down with Live Not On Evil. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Rob Winfelder. I'm the uh, lead singer and guitarist. I'm Norm Alger. I'm the uh, rhythm slash lead slash uh, backup vocalist kind of guy that works with Rob. And uh, <laughs> we, we also have Kevin Person on bass. And we nice. have Larry the Kid on drums. He's been around for a little while and uh, nice. really, really solid. Everyone loves Larry. Why not? <laughs> You're not allowed not to, I think. <laughs> it's a rule. So, how did you come up with the band name? The band name, I had been in a couple bands previous uh, to this one that picked out nice, short, catchy names that people remember. And um, then somebody with more money and better backing than you picks out a nice, short, catchy name. And um, there's nothing you could do about it. So, I was looking for something real clumsy and almost forgettable. And um, uh, my sister had given me this uh, Christmas gift that was this old book that was full of like different like visual puzzles and old uh, anagrams and um, palindromes. And I saw Live Not On Evil. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm sure nobody has that as the name of their band. And she's that. <laughs> nice. It's awesome. It's catchy. Yeah, if you pronounce it correctly. Yes. We get Live Not On Evil all the time. That makes a whole lot of sense. Live not on evil. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) That can be your cover band when people decide to form one. You know. Yeah, it's great. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, it's like poop not on curbs. (laughs) (laughs) Live not on evil. That's (laughs) taken. So how did you meet and come together? Um, Norm and I met and came together years previously, and um, hit it off right away, and then discovered that we lived right around the corner from each other and just had never met. And um, to go back a little further, the band actually started um, one night. It was my birthday. I was out with a friend of mine, Eric, and uh, we were both not currently in bands at the time. We both had concepts. We both had some material together. And um, we were trying to figure out how we could help each other along. We made a pact. I'll be in your band. You'll be in my band. We find the right people. We get it started. We get it going. And um, and then we part ways. So uh, Eric and I play together in two bands at the same time, one being this band and the other being the Dead City Psychos. Nice. And um, mm-hmm. as those two bands got off the ground, we both left each other's bands. And um, so I was looking for a guitar player at that point, and I put a thing up on the Internet if there was guitar players around, and I got an email from Norm who I hadn't talked to in a while that says, why are you looking for guitar players on the internet? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, because we haven't talked in a while. And, 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 and it, yeah, it was total happenstance, too. Was <laughs> why like, were you looking for a band on no, the internet? No, but that's, this is the thing. I don't even know why I was, but I, I was trolling, and suddenly I saw this thing, and I was like, why the fuck is Rob asking for some... And, and it was absolutely random, and we crossed paths again. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote him and I said, literally, what is up? And uh, I, I was very concerned about, you know, the commitment, too. Like, I wasn't necessarily looking for big commitment. And Rob was very casual about it. He said, look, you know, we hang out once a week, gig out once a month. It's all good. 
and uh, and it turned out to be a little bit more than that, but I was okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, better than sliding doors. Yeah, absolutely. You weaned yourself into it. <laughs> yep, I did. <laughs> nice. So this question goes for each of you as well. When you first started playing music, what artist or musician inspired you the most? For me, absolutely, it was Sparks. The nice. um, first time I'd seen him, I was a real little kid, and my um, my older brother was was uh, babysitting me, and which means beating me up while my parents were away. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it was getting late at night, and he said, "You have to watch." It was some show like. Uh, Don Kirshner's rock concert or one of those like weekend night rock and roll shows and I was dead tired and he was like you're not allowed to go to bed you have to see Sparks you have to see Sparks rock and roll torture uh-huh and I'm staying up staying up and watching a lot of really really bad like 70s rock and roll and then all of a sudden Sparks came on I was like wow this is amazing I want to be in a rock and roll band I got to <clears throat> bump into those guys one time walking down Chestnut Street they're um bodyguard asked me for directions to get to some restaurant and um luckily i got to bore them to death with that story on the way there so <laughs> but that was absolutely what made me want to play rock and roll and i think for me you know i've always been interested in the underbelly so even way back in time to alice cooper and kiss and all of, you know even metallica when they were very very early on you know it was always that that um on the edge, on the fringe thing. And I think that's what connected Rob and I. Even though I come from more of a metal edge, you know, Rob comes from more of a, a punk and, you know, but we meet in the middle. And, and when we're collaborating, it's a pretty amazing thing that I want this really high energy thing and he wants this high energy thing. But it's okay that they, they, they meet in that middle. And I think there's a hybrid approach to the music now that we're more collaborative I think Rob early on was was really taking on a lot he was doing a lot for himself and now that you know Larry's involved and Kevin's involved myself is involved you know Rob's been able to to let loose on the reins a little bit yeah and the collaboration is much bigger I just, I just feel that way from the, the amount of time that I've known you mm -hmm. and seen how you've evolved also I, I see this trust that is a newfound trust. I'm almost walking up right now. That's awesome. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's neat. It's neat to have like uh, more collaboration instead of like just having to uh, feeling like I have to just keep generating ideas. Now it's more collaborative, and you're inspired to generate ideas instead of feeling like you're uh, committed to coming up with something. You can be inspired off like what you guys are coming up with and stuff, and it's great. That's the way I prefer it. So. In a rock and roll open relationship. Yes. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Why don't we take a listen to one of your songs? This is Coming Back to Life by Live Not On Evil.
You just heard Coming Back to Life by Live Not on Evil. Where can we find that song at? That song is on the, uh, the A side of the 7 inch that we put out with Creep Records. So it can be found through Creep Records or it's also available on iTunes. Um, it's in distribution. And if you're in Philly and you're lucky enough to stop by Crash Bang Boom, you can pick it up there. And uh, if you, you if you get it. a chance, you can check out our Facebook site, and there's a couple links on there where you can listen to that as well. Mm -hmm. What's the Facebook site, and where is Crash Bang Boom located? The, the uh, Facebook site is on the internet, and Crash Bang Boom is <laughs> five, five twenty eight South Fourth Street, just, just a few short steps up a South Street, <laughs> famous Philadelphia. Just Hot go spot. to Facebook, plug in Live Not on Evil, you'll find us. It's all good to go. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the world is coming once you find them. We're on the internet? Sounds good, guys. <laughs> you haven't been on it since you two found each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Okay. So what are your lyrics about? Um, most of them are about baseball and... Um, some of them are about ice cream. No, they're, <laughs> no they're, they're about all kinds of different things. Lots of times they're written <clears throat> slightly in code so that, um, okay. so that I can um, write about stuff that I really have gotten from like not only my experiences but other people's experiences without putting anybody's uh, life under a spotlight, so to speak. So it's not like I'm just exploiting somebody else's... Uh, life experience for the sake of having something to write about. I like to um, absolutely feel that I am uh, writing about something that I'm passionate about, which would naturally lead me back to like things that I've experienced or people that I love have experienced, but I don't want them to feel like they've been outed in any sort of way where <clears throat> it's too specifically about them. So sometimes I'll write, you know, a three-verse song with two choruses in it, and it's about five different people. But it's still the general idea. So, yeah, baseball and ice cream. And, and if I may be so <laughs> bold as to weigh in on it, I think always. Uh, Rob has always been very cognizant of not being current event. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's this kind Absolutely. of, and I've described it as underbelly. You know, for me, it's always been as I've worked with him and even as I've known him for 20 years now, Looking, it's always the underbelly of society. It's always this kind of dark, sweaty part of what's going on. And I think that appreciation has really attracted me to collaborating with him, that you can never look back at the stuff and say, even though there may be an ounce of current event in it, because either a name or something was involved with it, it doesn't feel like, wow, that was the blank time or the blank time. Yeah. I love this album. It's all about Bill Clinton. Who's he? <laughs> Timeless music. Well, this question is also for both of you. Past or present bands, what would your dream tour be? Oh, you go first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sipping beer. <laughs> My dream tour, uh, past or present bands, would be to um, go on the road with like the um, Low Fast and the Ray Grady's. That would probably be the most fun. <laughs> no comment. I'm, I'm sure that, like, you know. No, that's awesome. <laughs> love both if we all have to real. get in the same bus, I mean, I'd love to go on a, in a time machine and go on tour with, I don't know, whoever I was going to mention, but I wouldn't know if I was going to get along with them in the bus the whole time. But 
I think it's more about uh, getting along in the bus. Yeah, it's more about the experience. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. And I'm so those other sure guys. Whoever's going to mention probably wouldn't talk to us the whole time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure that I have any necessary names, like definitive names, but you know, the Philadelphia community in and of itself is full of you know probably more than people warrant and understand you know what's going on here and I think that's why those names cited are probably undiscovered in a lot of great ways and yeah. probably people that are you know in our age group that are appreciative of what we're trying to do and the energy that we're trying mm -hmm. to bring. We should take Havelina with us too because Chubb's a great yes. chef. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't seen Chubb's uh, tape baby Listen, if you haven't seen Chubb's Tape Baby, and I think it got lost at some point, but I have to mention Chubb's Tape Baby. The Tape Baby is amazing. <laughs> Unless it's overcooked. <laughs> your, uh, your bio mentions a series of energetic and sometimes unpredictable live shows. Can you tell us about some of those? Um, if we can go on the Wayback Machine to start, and I'll try to make it quick. Our first show that we ever played... Um, was very unpredictable for us there was a it was at a place right across from the keswick theater some little uh like irish bar that did like an open mic night and our bass player at the time john begley said why don't we play out of town before we play in town because we had a show coming up in center city and we wanted to um work out the bugs first so we we went on this on this thing and there were two bands that were like similar to us and then there was a guy that was running the open mic night and he was running it like a lot of guys that run open mic nights where he would wait till the crowd was really thick and then he would play like four and a half hours of things that you weren't sure if they were Dave Matthews songs or not. So <laughs> the time's getting later and later. Everybody's getting pour just pouring out of the room. We had a lot of people that popped in that were just like, man, I got to go to work tomorrow. So then we had like some people left in the room and uh, we're playing our, our experiment to see like how it goes. And the way it went was uh, <laughs> they tried to shut us down in the middle of the set and a fist fight broke out and they called the cops on us <laughs> and we never got to finish. Oh. So that was, how, that was the very first night that the band existed. The, um, and then one of the last shows that we played was uh, in Texas for South by Southwest and that was wow. quite an event and really, really fun and a lot less uh, trouble than the first show we ever played. And uh, it was at a great venue called Headhunters. And Norm and I lived there for most of the week on the floor upstairs. And uh, the people there were so hospitable that they let two strangers from Philadelphia just they'd lock us in at night and just leave us there. And, and uh, our show on Friday night was just so wonderfully packed with people that had come to see a number of bands. There were so many bands on the bill that night, so many great bands, that we couldn't even hang out inside the place because there was no room and we couldn't hang out near our stuff that was all upstairs where we were sleeping so we um we were standing outside waiting to <laughs> go in the play or on show and it was uh, <laughs> a really awesome experience and then thought well maybe we can go in and set up the merch table and then the fire marshal showed up and because they were a capacity so you had to wait for two people to leave so the two of us could go in so <laughs> never set up our stuff people out <laughs> some dude outside threatened to throw me up against the wall and prison sex me and that was <laughs> I didn't know what to say back to him he had his head shaved and he had a wizard tattooed on his back and no shirt on 
And uh, <laughs> so I said, okay. And that went over it, right? He said, where are you Actually, from? I think that was a check. He said, no, that was absolutely not a check. Hey. He was huge. He goes, and after he goes, uh, after he, he, he made his introduction to me and, and what his wishes were, and I told him, uh, okay, because I thought I'll try to make him laugh. He goes, where are you from? I said, I'm from Philly. He goes, that makes sense. I said, why? He goes, people from around here are so soft. <laughs> and one of the craziest shows that, that I've played with Rob, and it wasn't in Texas, it was local, and you can give all the details, but... You know, we're, we're, we had this band opening for us, and we we're watching them on stage, and suddenly the woman took down her trousers and pissed right on the stage. And I didn't know how to follow that up exactly. <laughs> With I a paper I, towel, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> we just went up and played, but I was still... Six. Where was that yeah. at, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, that was someplace in... Fi- the yeah. Polaris. Yeah, it was. Oh, right? really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty Polaris trippy. is actually the Greek uh, word for urination, I believe. Yeah, and it was a really horrible show, by the way. We oh, yeah, we really were the worst. Shitty. That was one of the And worst I think shows maybe it was because I was still stunned by the pissing act. Wow. <laughs> but I, I was horrible that night. <laughs> yeah, that was I couldn't one. hold the cord. The Christmas down. show was a lot of fun. Still apologize to everybody that got the um, stomp down packing peanuts. Um, Blown all the over them room. with the snowblower solo in the last drinks. song. More fiber. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was awesome. I have to agree. It's, that was entertaining. Yeah. Messes. It's punk Those rock, packing right? peanuts stick to everything. <laughs> everything. Let's listen to another song. This is Set on Random by Live Not on Evil. Set on Random by Live Not On Evil. Where can people keep in touch with you? They can find us at our Facebook site, or they can just uh, hit us up at evilnet at aol.com. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. In, uh, one of your, in one of the write-ups about your music, it was described as a 
goth tinge punk rock and roll. What appeals to you about taking your band in that direction with the music? Um, Do you feel that's justified? That 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 yeah description. I think so. It's um like it's whenever anybody asks what a band it is, I always say oh, it's a rock and roll band, and then they make you break it down. And um, there's plenty of metal influences in there, and there's also you know when the goth part of it isn't like the oot 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 oot, you know like. <laughs> I'm going to touch you while you're sleeping. (laughs) I like that. Uh, I'm going to touch you while you're sleeping. Let's stick to the interview questions, please. (laughs) (laughs) But it's more based on like that influence, like some of like the energy and like uh, and and um, crazy chord changes and stuff of of, like the uh, early like art, like gothic type music. Like there's some great Bauhaus albums that are just like experimental and raw and like Sky is the sky's gone out is a really good record. Like, I I can't imagine if you like any sort of aggressive rock and roll that you couldn't listen to parts of the sky's gone out and been like, wow, this is really neat, and not think of like, oh, you know, I'm punk rock and that's goth and blah blah blah. It's like, and there's definitely a punk influence to our music, and there's definitely a metal influence too. It's and um, I think all those things can mix well if it's done right so we'll find out if somebody else can do it and, and i think there's an absolute hybrid approach to what we do now especially uh-huh. with the lineup that we have which is a very very solid lineup um when we're hanging out you know and kevin on the base is just like what if it was this and it's this big steely <clears throat> steve harris from maiden kind of thing and i'm my head's back a little bit and i'm like wow that's really cool and then I look yeah. over at Larry, and he's like, you know, is this crazy double bass thing that, you know, if if you were to look at a purist, you would say that it would make them cringe if they were a punker because here comes the double bass. But at times, it's appropriate. Definitely. Yeah. And there are times when, when I look over at, at Rob, and I need to lean back, and he needs to lean into things. And I think we have a really, really great relationship on guitar where mm-hmm. I can I can take it back and I'm just holding down the rhythm and you get that thing and then every once in a while I've got the ebo or whatever the mood of that mm-hmm. thing is yeah. I feel like we've got this great great synergy that is understood. Yeah. You know, I'm not a flailing nine finger lead guitarist nor is Rob, but when we need to bring the lead in to tell you that that is the part of the song, you know it's coming. And there is a wall of guitars that will come and greet you in the music that we present. Whether it's uh, you listen to Ghost in the Woods, that is a shared experience with he and I. And uh, I think you can find that in, in, in interviews that we've done in the past and so forth. The fact that that is a shared experience, you mm-hmm. know. And there's something very kind of stoner rockish about that that's very, very different from everything else we do. And then you've got set on random that this punk like balls to the wall, full on coming at you. And um, there's a variety in the music, and you can see that. You can go through the catalog, and it's all Rob. You know, I mean, Rob really does lead this band and fronts this band, and it's all about Rob. But the collaboration that is absolutely on its way, the groundswell that it's on its way, is something that the four of us work on constantly. Yeah, this lineup's really neat like as far as like kevin throwing in like both metal stuff and then i'll throw in like some really neat melodic like bass stuff that'll take over like the uh 
the melodic part of the song, and Norm and I will both lay back, and I'll ride over it. Kevin's a really neat, creative player, and Larry's just such a solid drummer. And I've been, wanted to be in a band with him since he was like 16, and uh, so this is a really neat uh, opportunity to do that. And to clear one more thing up, Norm said he's not a nine-finger guitarist because he has ten fingers just like everyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I know. But there's, there's no video to this. No, it's all <laughs> <laughs> I actually use that my toes every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so what does the future hold for Live Not On Evil? Well, we thought it was going to be the rapture, and then that fell through. So now our life savings <laughs> is gone. We were literally on stage at Dobbs when that was all supposed to go to happen. And nice. we've been really good with playing like the last night of, of everywhere. We played the last rock and roll show at the Kyber, at La Taza. Miss La Taza, thanks, Frank and Tammy. And... Um, <laughs> Where else did we play the last night of? Like a few. I don't know, but one thing last that I night did of the point Pontiac. Out. So it was like, wow, we yeah. should really should be playing the end of the world. Yeah, and and which is something that I pointed out recently. If you look at "Live Not on Evil" and then you create, you know, L N O E, "Last Night on Earth" is also <laughs> the same thing. And I swear to God, we've shut down the Kyber. We like you said, we shut places down. Yeah, funeral band. Yeah. Hope the, the Illuminati um, isn't listening. So what's in the future? I don't know. Who wants to book us? It'll be the last <laughs> night you're open. <laughs> no, actually, what's in the future is um, we signed with Creep Records, and we're real happy about that. We put out a 7-inch uh, with them a little while back, and we've been working on a full length. And um, it's all new material, and it's, um, I'd say, about three-quarters of the way through the recording process. It's been really enjoyable. Creep's really fun to work with. And um, so what's in the future is, is uh, hunkering down and trying to get everything right in the studio and then putting out a record. Uh, it'll be like our third full length. And, and um, I think it, it has elements of the first two in it, but goes a little further without going too far. Because you always hate like when <laughs> first two, first down was always like, man, that's rock and roll. The second one was like, wow, that's rock and roll with like a little bit of different stuff in it. And then the third was always like, Wow, that's not rock and roll, and there's a gospel choir and a calliope in it. What the hell's happening? An appearance by Kanye West. <laughs> and the one thing that, that I, I feel will not change is the energy. So yeah, I wouldn't be a part of this with my good friend Rob if the energy was different. The energy will absolutely always be there, and the moment it isn't, I'll just go and be some douche somewhere. You'll just go back on the internet and look yep. for another band. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the one, the, the, Rob that, will go back on the internet and look for another guitarist. That is absolutely the pact I think that we have that is unspoken, uh -huh. is that the energy and the balls to the wall and the big wall of guitars and the big drums and the big steely bass, if we don't have that, I mean, we're old farts anymore. Right. And yeah. I don't want anything to do with something that doesn't speak volumes. Absolutely. By the way, the gospel choir can't make it next Saturday for recording. Shit! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I quit. So what advice do you have for aspiring musicians who want to play rock and roll? you got to love what you do. And three chords are okay. Uh, honestly, like if you're aspiring, you know, stop making it so mathematical. Make a hook. Make something matter. It ain't fun if you hate it. True. And, you know, unless you're some mega talented person like Lady Gaga there's no money in it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you better love it if you don't love it or don't do it Good. if you love sitting on the couch watching the Phillies or dancing with the stars 
do that. Don't cry about going to band practice like it's a drudgery. If you don't love it, don't do it because there's really not much else in it. Unless, of course, you're talented and then it's probably great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for taking the time to let us pick your brains about rock and roll and the alike. We appreciate it. It's Live Not On Evil, Amanda Mayhem, and Sean signing out, as always, with passion. Later. Thank you. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.